0: hey guys welcome to the new year happy new year to everybody uh it's another episode of our footy fantasy podcast um which is back back and better back and feeder back for, back from his winter break But only Butchie took a winter break uh i was here i didn't take a winter break how's your winter it. break Butchie? i needed it i needed it. it was good it was good okay, okay. i needed okay. it man I you needed
1: really the winter needed
0: break it. yeah i okay. did all yeah. your muscles are back now you're ready to go Definitely. Always ready, man. hat now. Expected in every game. Every game, man. Every <laughs> half, every half. Uh, <laughs> in the background do his work um, also. Um, so, today we'll be reviewing. There's been a lot of games. A lot of games I've gone through. A lot of things have happened. In the last two weeks, we took a break, a uh, winter break. Um, there were a lot, I think there were like four games in the EPL in ten, 10 days. We'll talk about, we can't talk about all the games. I think the pick of the bunch will be the Arsenal Manchester United game since the most recent. We'll talk about... We'll talk about that briefly. Obviously, January transfer window is upon us. Uh, all the rumours, all the teams are being linked to everybody, you know. Um, we'll talk about that. Talk about which out of the top four teams or which teams need generally in the Premier League need January windows the most. We haven't touched the relegation battle at all, so this is the first time we'll, I think it's a good time to look at the relegation battle because now... We are more than halfway through the season, so we can really call this a relegation battle. Look at some of the teams involved. FA Cup third round games ended today with the Arsenal game. We'll look at the, do a quick review of all the games and the draws were made. We'll also talk about the Carabao Cup, League Cup, semi, semi-final games tomorrow. Uh, we'll end with our uh, footy fantasy. First segment of our footy fantasy starts, Um uh, it's all so we'll add that to it. It also, we have one or two questions also we'll touch on that. So if you're listening to this and um, this year, I'm going to make sure I constantly leave remarks about you're listening to this. Please follow us on all your podcasts. You can find us on all your podcast platforms, whether it's Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast, is the THE Footy Fantasy One Word. F-O-O-T-I-E, Fantasy Podcast. So you can find us on everything. Arsenal United. Michi, what are your thoughts about that game? Arsenal Manchester United.
1: First of all, um, happy new year, folks. Um, Welcome to 2020. I hope everyone has a better year. Um, Regarding that game, I... You know, it's weird that before the game you were saying something about form doesn't seem to always matter in that game. The team with better form seems to lose that game. Correct. That's how you predicted it. I was like, you know, I thought the Arsenal defense was weak. I thought Arsenal were there for the taking. I thought United 2 was open. You know, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer. I thought it was going to be a 1-1 or 2-2 draw kind of game. That's what I, I believed. Um, but I saw a different Arsenal that day, um, I don't know if it's too early to say I've seen some good things Ateta is doing because, you know, over the past year or two, we've seen managers come and start doing well and then, you know, after 10 games, they look like whatever. So I wouldn't, I don't want to give too much praise to Ateta beyond giving him praise for that game because that was his first win, but that was a tactical masterclass from him and his players played very, very well. I was really impressed with them. Um... Ozil was especially very good. He popped up in the right places and dropped very neat passes. He linked a lot and he dragged a lot of people out of position. He did very well. Um I was very impressed with Aubameyang. Apart from his um goal, he did well as well. He tracking back he tracked, tracked, back, a he tracked back a lot. He was really, 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 you know, all over the place as well very energetic performance and I would say surprisingly uh, for a player who a lot of people think is out of form, is out of form, um, Lacazette did very well in that game. He held up the play very well correct. and he had some very neat dribbling, you know, and he laid off the ball at the correct time. He made great decisions. So um, overall, I think Arsenal did very, very well. The other thing that I, I forgot, I forgot to say this because I was at a part of it was, um, I praise Arsenal going forward. Arsenal going backwards was very good. Um, Socrates was really immense. Um, You were compact. Yeah, very compact. But there's this thing about him I noticed where there were times when, you know, if someone would say if um, Lingard was a player of better quality, he could have split the Arsenal defense with one or two good passes. But Socrates at those times seemed to be able to take up the right position. His lead you know, last stitch tackles correct. at the right Intercepted time. Yeah, he did a lot of that. And that was very important, you know, watching it. Because, you know, Like, of course, you're watching the game, you can see a lot of uh, opportunities that players can't see. So you're going, hey, give that pass, give that pass. And then he reads it too, like he's watching it from outside and he cuts off the passes. So, yeah, he, um, him and Lacazette, to me, were the offensive and defensive
0: players of the game. They were very good. Okay. Yeah. I agree. I mean... One thing I wanted to say about um, Arteta I was impressed about is apart from the intensity the players brought, they were kind of up for the game, they were like, they played like their lives depending on it, was the understanding, the tactical understanding I saw about how he pressed us high and was forcing us to do long balls. That was the first thing I saw. The second thing I was impressed about is Aubameyang on the wing. I thought they were going to fall for the trap of Aubameyang's speed on the wing against um, Wambisakar. But every time, if you notice what they did is... Obama wasn't going... He wasn't going down wan straight. He kept coming inside. Mm-hmm. Um, guess the boy. He was coming into that pocket of space. And dragging Wampisaka to into his weak side. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, Wampisaka cannot use his mm-hmm. weak side mm-hmm. to tackle. So, he was dragging him out of place. And once he did that, snatch was overlapping. That's right. And because of that, I was taking that threat away. Every time they did that, before um, James could track back, that place was so... They were constantly pinning Daniel James back and pushing everybody back consistently. So I was impressed that I saw that he does this thing where I think youngberg uh, goes to this fans stadium and watch has the bed's eye view mm-hmm. and this information. But like you said, you know, it's too early to tell it's about early, tactical. Yeah. But well, I could they, see they played some good stuff, uh, the whole uh, like uh, possession football and angles.
1: Asta my United is a derby. It's, it is it's, it's a it's derby, terrible. it's
0: kind
1: of a derby, so it's not something i want to read too much too into, much yeah, details it's into, the same way like uh breathing into Man city losing to Man united correct. it's not too much um you can't we'll find too out yeah, did. we'll find out at the by the end of february
0: the real exactly. yeah, that was a good performance he was overall it was, yeah it was a very good performance so segue from that into that would be the january transfer window and everything that's going on january transfer window uh obviously i think a lot of top four teams uh, need players in my opinion Uh, but when you think about the top four race now top four top six race it feels almost like everybody needs players what you think about it (laughs) well not everybody And when i say everybody if you remove the top three in a way you move the top three from fourth all the way down out of the top big six, let's do, let's shoot the big six: Chelsea, Tottenham, Manchester United, Arsenal. They all look like they all really need players. But my question to you is: who who is in the most critical need? If you had to run, which well, the first top two teams that really need They all
1: don't look like they need players because everybody needs players every month of the season. Okay. Um, in general, it's not abnormal for a team to need one or two players. It's okay. not abnormal. That happens. Injuries happen. You know, one player that wants to be moved on and another. Someone else has a better fit brought in. So, needing one or two players is not strange. That's normal.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so, that's not critical. I think Man City need a player. I think Liverpool might not really need a player. I mean, they bought, they bought the player already. Yeah, they bought a player uh-huh. already. That's right. Minamino. Mino. Um, of those two, I was kind of said, uh, Man City need just a central defender. Um, I think... The other four need players. They're critical. It's not a case of um, normal. Tottenham, I suppose, need defenders and okay. their center back. Is that they
0: need
1: the most. Yeah, they probably. Yeah. They, they, are, they only have one center back that looks like he's on form and they're leaking a lot of goals. Only Adewara really looks like he's in good form. They Decent. Decent said right now. Sanchez is looking out of sorts. is looking out of sorts. Chelsea need, um, they need players all over the place. They need some depth. They need to help those kids out. So they need that. They need some experience. Uh, Arsenal need players. They need midfielders. They need um, one, at least one solid centre-back. And then mine they need players. They need the centre-back. They need players. So, the centre-back? Well, not a centre-back. So they need a left-back. They okay. need a, a defensive midfielder. Sorry, I just copied and pasted Arsenal in there. They need a, a, a winger. Problem is, none of these teams are going to be able to buy the players they need because it's January. very hard to buy players, the real players you really want or need in January. So I'm looking at a position where some of them might buy one player, but I don't even think they
0: will all buy. They will buy players. Mm. So that's a good segue to one of on the questions from mm. regular guest, Yemi Ajayi, who's a Manchester United fan. He asks if Van Der Beek or Grealish will improve Manchester United score this January. Question for Yemi. Yes.
1: <laughs> Greelish would um Grealish would uh improve um the squad. Um, he's better than Lingard. Better that's better not yeah, that's a very simple question. Absolutely. I don't know Van der Beek that much to be able to answer the question. Mm-hmm.
0: Van der Beek from Ajax, I mean, yeah. I, uh, oh, I think
1: Van der Big, so. yeah, okay, that guy, yeah. I think he's a good uh, midfielder who yeah. can do something. Yeah, he can he would improve the team. Um yeah, he would improve the team. So right. I think Manchester United need a defensive midfielder more than they need a central midfielder. But I, I agree with that. Uh-huh. I absolutely agree with that. Um critically Chelsea did players the most. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. They went they're the only team that couldn't
0: buy players that season. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. It's when you when you look at it that way. Just
1: thinking about it like that, yeah, they, they need they need um players the most. Um Sports need players. The, they all need players. They all, <laughs> all can. Because I have really bought money players over the last two seasons. They need players. They, they, need, they have a lot of holes. Manchester United have a lot of holes. Um, I, but if, if you were to ask me, I'd say, okay, which one or two players should they buy? At okay. like what positions? I would say Chelsea need a striker. Okay. to help Tammy. We need that. Um, that's very important. They need a center back um Zuma needs Zuma, Zuma can be improved on yes I agree because so I think tomorrow
2: is tomorrow good. is solid yeah I he just needs somebody
1: who's experienced beside him um suppose need a defender that I mentioned um I would probably say they should sell Ericsson and buy somebody else to since they won't play him because they need that creativity they don't have it without they don't have as much without Ericsson playing uh, my United, I think I mentioned they need a defensive midfielder and then they need a right winger. Not going to happen. Yeah. Arsenal need a
0: centre back and they need a midfielder as well. Wolves. That's one thing the more I was talking about. Because they are in the top four race. They are in the They are fairly.
1: We, I'd say you said traditional teams. They are I said we, 60. No, I'm yeah. adding them. I'm adding Wolves If you're going to have Wolves, then you have to add Leicester City.
0: You didn't mention Leicester City. You're mentioning. I think Westside is fine. Eh? Personally, I think they're fine. Okay, yeah. That's one thing I don't think they, need. they don't need anything. Well, okay, I take that back. Mm. If they need, it's a nice to have. I mean, in my opinion, maybe mm. like a striker, a nice to have to give Vardy some rest. He natural sure is doing okay when it comes in scoring goals to be yeah, better yeah, so yeah, yeah that's. Yeah, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I personally I don't yeah, they, think Leicester right, need anything. All right. I mean, they made nine changes and yeah. still won 3-0. Yeah, <laughs> they're, all right.
1: yeah they're, they're solid.
0: Yeah, um, Wolves. I don't know too much about the Wolves. I think that team is depth. very thin. I don't know. Just from this past FA Cup game, I think their score is very thin, especially going forward. Anytime um, Jimenez doesn't play or Diego Jota, the person that came on, the kid, Ashley Bill, the young kid, in the FA Cup game, I think he looked like far away from everybody. Uh,
1: But uh, then they don't play too many competitions. This might be the the first time they're going to be going deep in 20 competitions. So it might be one they might see the point of having a big squad and um,
0: in summer they might buy more. So relegation battle. So this is a good segment. We talk about relegation battle. It's something we've not talked about. So I'll just read out the teams right now. Relegation battle. Norwich is on fourteen points. Mm-hmm. They're bottom. They're table. Watford, who's showing decent form now, is nineteen points, mm-hmm. and they're nineteenth. Bournemouth, oh Bournemouth, Eddie Howe. What's happened to Eddie Howe? Bournemouth is eighteenth on twenty points. Burnout. Aston Villa. Seventeenth on twenty-one points. West Ham, who just fired, don't we not talk about West Ham since we last recorded? If I remember, West Ham had fired Pellegrini. I don't think we talked about mm-hmm. the last podcast. That's we Maybe we missed the, it on the last no, podcast.
1: No, he had not been fired. He had it right. I wasn't. I wasn't on the last. One. I was on the one. So where the last one we recorded, yet. which
0: Butchie was on winter break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Pellegrini was fired. I think around that period, but we kind of missed not talking about it. So West Ham now got in... <laughs> David Moisey back. And he won his first game 4-0. So they're on 22 points. Burnley, is another team that is flirting. They're flirting relegation. They're on 24. And uh, we have to put Brighton in there. They're on the same point with them. That's right. Yeah. So we have from 14 to 20. It's just, it's from twentieth I guess, from 18 to 14. It's just four points apart. So in my opinion, the team that is really, really shocking and surprising to me is Bournemouth. Because Bournemouth is that one team. <coughs> I've always thought that <coughs> no matter how uh, things are rough, the coach has been able to use whoever, pick anybody on the street and they play good football. You know, they, win their, they usually win their home games, right? At the vitality. That's what they've always used to be, end up mid-table. They beat almost, right. they win all, most of their home, ga- home games. They lose badly sometimes. Away. Sometimes they pull shock wins away. Mm-hmm. But they've just been a steady, eddy type team with whatever resources provided to him. So, but this season they look really, really terrible. I think they've lost. I saw a start. I think they've lost eight, eight or nine out of their last ten games. That's 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 crazy. That's relegation form right there. So, that's one thing that is surprising me. Watford, kind of have a new renaissance uh, since they hired the Nigerian person. They have not lost any game. They won three out of four. I think just one draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burnley is and Aston Villa. I think. In fact, if I choose two teams that are inspired, 3 free for Aston Villa and Bournemouth. Those two teams are in free 4 right now. And I would say Burnley too is in kind of a free for. Free for, yes. They mm. yeah. are. So it's going to be very interesting this relegation battle. If you, if you have to pick somebody, who do you think is in danger? <laughs> uh, I will go with a historical fact. There's a
1: historical statistic that the. You know, the champion on Christmas Day is usually the champion at the end of the season. And only a few teams that were bottom on Christmas Day have escaped relegation. Yeah, the bottom three at Christmas Day, most of the time, I don't know, usually, gets they usually get relegated. But the bottom team always gets relegated. It's maybe once, twice in the history of Premier League that they've escaped.
0: I think Leicester did Leicester did it with 90%. Was that was that
1: Leicester? I think I know maybe Sunderland did it. Maybe Leicester did it. Yeah, Leicester did it. That's right. Leicester okay. did it. Um so Norwich are down. I think
0: they're
1: going. Yeah, Norwich are going. I also think Watford might go. Hmm. I think Watford might go.
0: I have a sneak feeling they win. <laughs> Funny enough.
1: Yeah. I always sneak
0: feeling Watford will go.
1: You see, that's the thing people always do. This thing where they go, oh, they look good. They look like they have a solid squad. They will bounce back and They've had half a season, they haven't bounced, they haven't bounced back. back. they find and, two managers. Yeah. <laughs> and the gap, you know, when people think about Watford, they forget that the gap between Watford and West Ham is not much. You, can, you can't say the gap between um, West Ham and Bournemouth is that much either. These teams are not too different from each other. It's not, we're not talking about, for example, Leicester City Wolves, um, you know, even. Crystal Palace, Everton. We're talking about teams that are very have very thin squads, haven't spent too much money. Apart from maybe West Ham, West Ham too haven't even spent as much. Yeah. So Villa spent
0: a lot of money, and I'm surprised they are still backing the
1: Dean Smith guy. I just like Aston Villa. You would because they're just coming, they're just coming up, so it's not that easy. Yeah. You know, people keep looking at Sheffield United, but Sheffield it might be an exception. That's an exception. Yeah, right. they're an exception to the. Ah. Uh, I just think uh, there's no way out for Norwich. Even if they fire a manager, there's no way out for them. That's just it. I think, yeah, there's a chance for Bournemouth, but it it doesn't look so. I think Bournemouth, they're they're suffering from fatigue. What I mean fatigue is the squad, they've been there there so long, the managers has been there so long. So they got into that funk where, uh, you know what you call it, melancholy, or uh, there's a word for it, um, where you get so used to something that, he you know, it loses his taste, loses his value. It's still now. Still. It's it's stale. Stale. Exactly. It's it's still. Stale. Stale. Yeah, it's gone stale. So um, I think uh, and this guy needs a fresh. I think I still believe in that manager. And I know Astana fans who still like. Actually, it's not Arsenal fans. One actually called me out in a comment saying that I said that he had would be a good fit for Astana and said, Was I trolling them or what? And I started laughing because I like the guy. So I think he's just unfortunate. He's been dead too long and the club is not putting in much more money. Correct. In those teams, what I would tell you is... I will say this. It's hard to predict who will go down, but I would say... No, it's just a, pre- I mean, it's just yeah. a guess. We're guess. Yeah. Nobody sees the future. I would say West Ham, Watford, Hudson-Villa. Those three look like the best out of the teams we mentioned okay. to stay up. To stay up. Okay. So what I'm saying is that Brighton, Burnley, Bournemouth, apart from Norwich, who I've already said will go down, those three... I think two teams out of those three will go down.
0: Okay. That's what I'm just, that's my thought. If I want to pick, I say Norwich for sure. I agree with you. Okay. I think Norwich is going down. I think Villa is going down. They it just have hell of injuries. If they don't buy it this January, I think they'd be unlucky. They've lost too many people. They lost uh, John McGinn, that was waiting mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. to knee, season end injury. They lost uh, recently West, their striker, season ended injury. They've lost, I think, a center back now, recently, also. What the center back? They lost uh, Tyron Mings. Huh? They lost Tyron Mings. Tyron so
1: Mings. they lost McGinn and then Mings.
0: Mings has been injured. But it's not, so it's not season injury. But it's mm-hmm. out for a couple a long time. More, a couple of weeks. Ooh, but they lost somebody else with season injury. I can't remember. I think it's Taylor or something. So season mm-hmm. injury. So they've lost like... Very My target. Few people. Target, My target yeah. the left back. Yeah, yeah. They've lost like people with so mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. injury. So yeah, I don't... I think that's like a bad time you start getting. Just,
1: you know, yes. Season injury. Yeah. yeah. Consecutively. It's, it's very for a small squad. Sure. A very
0: small squad. I think they are going down. Villa is going down. Norwich is going down. I also think Burnley will go down. Burnley look clueless. They look clueless. They look <laughs> like...
1: They, they look, don't look like Burnley of yeah.
0: before. They just yeah. look so, absolutely
1: John clueless. John Dyke might be suffering from the same problem this guy is going through. Uh, what's his name? Um, Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. I agree. You know They've been to somewhere too long. They've been there too long. They they need... Uh, I think... Uh, you know, to round up, I think uh, this is one thing I... When we were growing up, we had this thing about. Um, it wasn't just in soccer; it was also in life. Your dad probably worked in one job most of his life. Okay. Your, you know, mom did work in one office. You probably even go to that office, and everybody knows you. Everybody knows your life history because you know what I mean. Like yep. some of your friends were guys that your dad worked in the same company because you all lived in the same area. What I was trying to say is that what I'm trying to say is that life in the 80s and 90s, and before that was about, was very similar, I was very familiar, structured, you know, you worked in one company, you stayed in one area, there were very few transfers kind of stuff. And it was the same thing in in, in football. A lot of people played in one club. A lot of managers stayed in one place for long. A lot of players stayed in one place for long, you know. And people, of course, communities were built like that. Now we have we have a sport where people, just like in life, where you know people move jobs every five days, you know move cities, okay. you know, and so you don't have players started it in the nineties, being able to move. I think managers too have started it down, but I Absolutely. think it, it has to become a trend for all managers. I'm beginning to find out that the longer guys stay in a job, the most likely they will
0: mess up whatever they started. Friend of the show, Phillips, mm-hmm. just as a quick side note before we jump into mm-hmm. FA Cup me this i was talking about a couple of weeks ago he said he said he predicts in the future and i can start, i can see that trend where the premiership just soccer generally is going to start becoming like the nba where players mm-hmm. most more that was discussion was around players will start almost be start doing that free agency thing where players will start having more power in their contract and start controlling their destination more of where they want to go kissing point Ireland, you know he's did where he wants in the next three years he wants to be half power to control who yeah, it's going to go. To go. It? Yeah, it's going to start. Yeah, I think football is going to start leading, and managers will start doing the same thing. Where mm-hmm. oh yes, I'll sign for you, but all that or oh, buyout clause of like forty million. If I want to work out, they start taking mm-hmm. all of that away. Yeah, three year contract. Correct. A manager will yeah. just leave after three years and find yeah, this is so. the transfer. This thing I want for the. This is transfer budget. Correct. They start controlling then, everything. This yeah. player before I come. This is amount this, of this money I want. want. This Let's sign want. it. If you don't give me this is
1: what you pay me. Yeah. I can walk out. You know, this kind of... Kind of clauses. Yeah. I agree. You uh, he might even start having a case about, uh, where, you know, the way uh, American sports are planned, where they start going, oh, in two years, this guy's contract is going to finish. Okay. So, we're going to sign the player for two years because we want to be in the you know bidding to sign him in two years. Oh, Cristiano Ronaldo's contract with Ventus is expiring in 2021. So, we'll sign a player for two years. You know what I mean? Correct. Because in two years' time, we're going to... We're, you know, like they do in the NBA now. They plan for two years
0: ahead. Yep. You know, so,
1: like, weird. But I think
0: sports is going to become like that. You I have, agree. I agree. In you time. can see the trend. I mean, yeah. and people need to move with the times. Yeah. I, I think so. FA Cup, we we'll just touch on some key games and we'll do re- the draws for the fourth can round. I, can I yawn now? <laughs> 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 some key games. Manchester United Wolves 0-0. That's probably the most boring game I've seen of football in a long time. Well, Borough uh that Spurs was 1-1. Another draw. That was another boring game <laughs> of football. Um Arsenal beat Leeds today. Apparently, I didn't watch that game. But apparently by um Arsenal were shown some BSR type football in the first mm-hmm. time before they ended ended up winning. Which is more well, important. Talk about results. Well,
1: I'm to say the only reason why uh, Wolves-Manchester United was probably the most boring game you've seen in a long time was because it was the only football match in that whole, <laughs> almost in the whole round. There was a ball first. It was. It was either one team was too poor compared to the other, to yeah. the opponent, or the teams that were balanced were balanced because they put out a very weak team. And I think it's a combination of that yeah, and man. the fact
0: that the first half, mm-hmm. both teams were trying to play counter-attacking <laughs> football. Where it's like, oh, I want to counter-attack you. You have the ball. but just like, because oh, I want to counter-attack you to have the ball. <laughs> it, was, it was just, it was just look,
1: a ridiculous. The, FA cup, the <laughs> FA cup was the same. There was that same quality over the whole FA Cup. Correct. Um, you were too good and overpowered your opponent. Or the two teams had very weak teams. that played very poor football. A manager, I forgot his name. I actually read that article... He gave the most. I'm gonna. If I find it before the end of the segment, I will pull it up. He gave the most damning post-match verdict on the FA Cup I've seen. He described the FA Cup in past tense. Past tense. Basically, kept saying like, "Oh, it was a good. This used to be a good competition, you know." Like, imagine that. That that's what the FA Cup has become. Has become now. The FA Cup has become so boring now because. Number one, no everybody knows no big team is gonna put out serious players. Not after they spend the past ten, fourteen days killing themselves. Correct. And then most of the matches they are getting down are very weak, They're weak, weak games. So that's one. Two. Um, many of the smaller clubs that play each other, you know, they would those ones would play with all they have, but. They Don't have the quality to excite anybody, nobody's going to show them on TV anyway. They're not making too much money from it, that's true. So, there's really no glamour up down there, and up here, there's really no uh, serious intent on it, not for now. And then, yeah, maybe when you get to quarterfinals, and everybody says the semifinals, everybody starts taking, taking it seriously.
0: Series. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's some key results Man City beat, um, Luton mm-hmm. 4 1, um, Chelsea beat Naughty and Forest 2 0. Um, Manchester United, of course, we talked about zero-zero 0 Wolves. Uh, Boro and Tottenham when in a draw. There's a replay now. Manchester United also have a replay.
1: Watford has a replay.
0: Watford has a replay with Tranmere Rovers. <laughs> uh, Leicester City won their game. Uh, Arsenal, of course, beat Leeds. So the draws are out for the fourth round. So the winner of Watford, Tranmere Rovers plays Wolves and Man- Manchester United.
1: That seems to be the only...
0: Interesting tie in that. No, year. there's one. There's one more. Hall City <laughs> plays Chelsea. That's under that's, that's key. That's interesting uh, to you. Southampton hosts the winner of Borough and, Tot- and Tottenham. But uh, the interesting tie, Bournemouth hosts Arsenal. Yeah. If Bournemouth take it serious and Arsenal rest players, that could potentially be a banana skin. Potentially. Potentially. Arsenal um, will not rest players. Bradford uh, mm-hmm. versus Leicester, City, Man City, Fulham. We have to talk about Leicester since they are kind of the top six now. Um, man City hosts I mean, that's but they're part. playing
1: Brentford, <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like you said. We have to talk about Leicester City. No, and I no, said. they're part of the top six. That's I what I'm saying. Know, yeah. Those are key results now. Yeah, just key results. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this going, yeah, Hull, Hull City is good, Hull Chelsea. Yeah, it looks good, but that's um, like the Southampton potentially Tottenham right? Tottenham
0: comes out of that. Southampton is very, they are very they are a banana skin team. They yeah. can to, just lost to them, right? Last week, once yeah. we you just lost yeah. them. Yeah. So
1: they have to go there again and play them. And their manager is a very good manager. So, Masty getting good draws as usual. As Liverpool as
0: getting good draws as usual. As always. Oh, we have to talk about Liverpool. I'm glad you brought a Liverpool. Hmm. Who's Liverpool playing?
1: Bristol City Shrewsbury. Resources or, shoes. or should we play yeah. Liverpool? So we are talk about Liverpool
0: Day. One key game we'll talk about was Liverpool and Everton. Yeah. Everton! <laughs> Need to find, figure out what's wrong with them. Liverpool played their kids and Team B and they were bossed by Liverpool. Especially in the second half. First half it was give or take. Everton had some chances, they didn't take it. But in the second half, the kids of Liverpool bossed Everton players. For me, I think they should take that. Because there's some things that... I mean, you know me, I'm a big proponent of coaching, coaching, coaching. But this one, this, this one, the Everton players need to look hard at themselves. Nah,
1: nah, nah. <laughs> That's not it. They need to look hard at That's themselves.
0: That was Everton's first team. Mm-hmm. Being bossed by kids of Liverpool. Let, me, let me
1: remind you of a story. Um, well, I think it was 15 years ago.
0: Okay.
1: Arsenal played Manchester United in an FA Cup game. Correct. Right. And um, I think it was um, ch- before Champions League game, okay. and Alex Ferguson rested about eight players and played uh, Rafael mm-hmm. and his twin brother Fabio Correct. in central midfield. We didn't play, play kids, yeah, but team B. yeah, team. that's a big difference. Mm, hold on, let me go. <laughs> let me go. Okay. and they still bossed the Arsenal first team. Which, in a way, the Arsenal team was also not. A, team. They, yeah, they rested some team. players too, but. No, it wasn't... They didn't rest everyone. It was just a few... Compared the players, to the Manchester United team,
0: yeah,
1: they, they were the much better team Correct. on paper. And they got outplayed. Uh, yeah. And then there was this other game. It was Manchester United... Um, uh, what's it called? Arsenal. Where mm-hmm. Arsenal rested players, Manchester United rested players. And Arsenal got whooped 4-0. Right. The reason why I brought that up was... It was in that time when Arsenal was... In that time when Arsenal was just getting this run of bad results with Manchester United, when um, Everett said men against boys. Correct. And it looked like no matter what Arsenal did, no matter what team they put out, no matter what they wanted to do, no matter what they thought about, Alex Suggles and his team were just getting one over them. It was always one over them, one yeah. over them. At this moment, Everton cannot remember the last time they beat yeah. Liverpool. There are people who are Everton fans now that are teenagers that were not born the last time Everton beat the Liverpool. That's one. Two, the Liverpool team now are in, are in a kind of what I will call, you know, they're in a wave. Okay. And that wave is taking them upwards where everything they're doing is just falling in place. Everything is good. Sure. VR decisions are going for them. Penalty decisions are going for them. Mm-hmm. Injuries are just falling in place for them. Results are finding place for them. Everything is working. And that sometimes runs from the top. You know, it runs from the top down and envelops the whole club. And I think Liverpool... You shouldn't be surprised if Liverpool beat Manchester City with that team. It can happen. I'm not... I, Barcelona went and beat... Um, Inter. Like, away with beat Keith. with Man City though. Eh? Which Man City? This Man City team. I'm telling you, you'll be surprised. With that team, I disagree yeah. Absolutely. Disagree. <laughs> a minute, like I Barcelona with, <laughs> <laughs> with kids. That. No, I absolutely with that. So, <laughs> no. I just think it's a psychological
0: thing. Now, um, Liverpool are in a psychological. I, I agree with that. There's that element to football. I agree. For yeah. one thing, though, I wanted to I just wanted to like just mm-hmm. leave everything players to look at in the mirror. Number one. Number two. Mm-hmm. More importantly, I go back to my thing that I always like to happen is coaching. Mm-hmm. In football, right. Nowadays, it feels like there's this thing where people always say, Oh, this team needs four or five creative midfielders. This mm-hmm. team, yes, we so, agree. So, how much coaching? Hold on, okay. hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Team needs four or five creative midfielders. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Yeah, creative. But one thing that people almost kind of ignore nowadays is as much as important creative players are mm-hmm. in a team, coaching and setup, good coaching and good setup is good coaching and good setup.
1: The one was Liverpool's last game before the FA Cup, FA Cup game, it was on New Year's Day. Nacho was on Thursday.
0: Mm-hmm. Liverpool played on second. Thursday. Yeah, on second, yeah, part. Okay,
1: well, then they played on Sunday. Correct. Okay, how much time did he have to play with those? Work with those kids. It
0: doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. That's so where's the system? Coaching it's now? a system so it's that is a set system in place. Set up. Yes. Just coming. It's, come in it's and
1: coaching, and though. Is that, that the coaching? You know. Is that the coaching, though? Dude, "Dude, dude, dude, I, I coach. I coach. I'm going to tell you this, right? That one of the hardest things to do is tell somebody to do something else, and then how many times are you going to tell them until train them until so they get it, get it out of there?" Uh, Bodies. What happens is this, like you said, the system has been built from top yeah, down. It's, so it's flowing. Coaching. so it's just coaching. slotting, slotting, slotting. Yeah, exactly. slotting so we're slotting. saying the same thing. They're, <laughs> in a, they're in a wave. They're riding that wave. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's not good coaching. Okay. What I'm just saying is, I'm not, what I'm trying to tell you is that it's not like the other team. didn't have good coaching? What happens is that right now, remember we said this before. Success has no, um, success has many fathers. Correct. Failure is a bastard. I agree. There was something Manny told me one day um, about Traore. There was a time Traore used to be the highest, you know, had the highest dribbles in the Premier League and everybody was screaming Hazard. And he was like, you know, we're talking about it. he goes, because the dribbles are without products. No end no product. End product. So, but this year, he has end product. This but, year, he has end so product. So what do, do you attribute that to?
0: It's good coaching.
1: Yeah, but where are the dribbles? There are no more dribbles. Who? His dribbles are now less. Are there yeah, more Traore?
0: Yeah, they're <laughs> now. It's not less, actually. Is it the highest? Huh? So the, I'll go gra- I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. Last game that yeah. they lost. Yeah. He he in the history since his Opta started collecting mm-hmm. stats, Adama Trio beat his man 15 times. That's the highest ever in Premier League. More than Hazard. I think Hazard had 14 one time. Uh, Henry had like 13. Adama Trio had 15 successful take on. He took all his man 15 times successfully. That's the highest ever. But that guy
1: is still dribbling like
0: that. He's still dribbling. Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> he can't look it up. It's a, a start. So, <laughs> so fifteen. He, that's the highest ever since Opta started taking stats. And tomorrow is good coaching. So I believe good coaching is good coaching. I don't. Good setup I'm is not. I'm not taking it yeah. away from good coaching. No, no. I agree. Yeah, I'm, not I'm not saying that they have good coaching. Yeah. I'm mean, not. Yeah. But this I was, think it's just a clearly, mental block. Clearly, there's mental part to it. I yeah. agree. But clearly, clearly, these guys are better coaching. Yeah,
1: they do. Yeah. Everton wanted to win that game. They came all out to. <laughs> Yeah, they came all out they're talking about uh, you know, winning the cup is important. Blah blah
0: blah blah. 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 You get <laughs> <out>. <laughs> with a okay. wonderful goal, yeah. Curtis Davis. Uh, so we're at the Carabao Cup semi final preview. The two games they're easy. There's the Manchester Derby tomorrow, that's the big one, and on Wednesdays, Leicester than Aston Villa. Uh, okay, um, I'll, I'll take the Aston Villa Leicester then we'll end with Manchester day because I know you are very interested in talking about that one no I wasn't going I was
1: going to skip that one <laughs> you, you to, okay. easy one. no okay, no no I no, take it. that one Th- okay. so yeah that, yeah take that one Leicester Aston, Aston Villa
0: is, tell us how do you think that's going to go it was a two-legged tie I don't uh, know why it's two-legged you should make that thing I wanted to take it because it was sense. very easy they should make it one leg. In my opinion, that's he, just controversial. He, just, it, it, first, it I agree with you,
1: Biro. Uh, you know, I agree with you because that, this that, type that, period that, that is actually leg. more important than discussing the games to me because the games <laughs> they're just very almost very straightforward. Uh, I think um, I think there are too many games. They need to cut it. Yeah. They need to cut it. Um, they also have to even cut the FA if they can. affects the teams in the Champions League. If they can clear. cut it. Yeah, they can cut it and even cut one round of the. FA Cup. Um, cut the replays out of the FA Cup. Just go to
0: penalties. I yeah. ended it there. What's yeah. the point? You know,
1: those, those things are very important because, yeah, I, I know some teams would... No team wants to play extra time, at this time of the season. Correct. But we would
0: rather play it than play an a whole extra game. And I think it would push teams to go for it. Yeah. Like that game, mm-hmm. at the Wolves game I watched, Manchester United. Both teams, when it gets five minutes, both teams would have gone for it. they that that okay, this is lottery. That's about mm-hmm. to Shoot mm-hmm. that. Anybody can go out. Mm-hmm. Both teams would go for it. go go... I, that's my opinion. But yeah. I know it's all this revenue TV, all that thing. Yeah. That
1: they is, have it, to make. What, is there much revenue from the FA Cup? There's not much. I think Leicester City will win. Um, they will win. They have a better squad and um, they have... They have the luxury of being in the solid in the top four. Okay. They also have the luxury of knowing they're not going to challenge for the league. Okay. Yeah, They're not going for the league title. So what I'm trying to say is that in the league, they're safe. They're technically six or seven points away from a top four position. So they're kind of safe. They're not in Europe. They're not really doing anything else. So they can really focus on the cup. And, and I think you have said it. But now just said they want to win. Sometimes they want to win. They should. they should try and win. They have to try and go for it. Saying now that their team is so good. Yeah. So from now to the end of the season, they will focus on the cops more than they will focus on the, the
0: league because they've already achieved... Far beyond what they were assessed. They are, I, and I think they are good enough to just consistently beat everybody outside of the top four, top six, the big six. They are, they will consistently they are good enough to just do minimum effort and beat everybody else. They
1: they they They've
0: they it. kind of shown it
1: already. Dude, they need. I'm telling you, they need five wins and they are safely third. Five wins. only thing they have a buffer. Now with Correct. other teams, so they need to lose, uh, go in a, a really bad run. Oh, so that's true. Yeah. I think
0: they are forty six or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they're very safe. They're, they're forty six, and um, Chelsea's thirty six. Yeah. yeah, they're like they're ten, 10 points, points
1: ahead of Chelsea. Yeah. and you know they they have a buffer. They have a buffer of games to keep them that that's almost safely third. So they, they don't have to. So I think that will help them in the, FA, in the FA and the League Cups. I think they win. Uh, I'm not saying they win both legs. It's a cup game, yeah. But, you know, and it's a semi-final. So Aston Villa too wants to get to the final. Correct. And so that being said, um, the injuries, the injury crisis going on in Aston Villa is crazy. So yeah. that's just, I don't think they will, even They'll be good enough. The heart of man will not be able, to, the heart and will will not be able to pull them through. I
0: agree. Yeah. Manchester United. T- First legs at Ultra for tomorrow. bro. I think when you look at it, the only surprise I see that might happen, and this is a very slight surprise, is if Pep doesn't take this thing seriously. And tries to do the way he does the Champions League. Everybody always says he overthinks the way legs, all those kind of things. If Pep rolls out his even his team B or with a mix of team A, I think I think Man City will go through comfortably against because. I do not see them making the same mistakes. And I don't think we have the same personnel <laughs> to just constantly break on them and break on them and hope to break on them. So I I think they will beat I think um Man City will go through it. Right? Maybe a draw, one leg, then they win second leg in a, at the Etihad. yard. Or either up. Oh, that's what I see happening. Or maybe Man City, Manchester United have a slim victory in one and they get blown out in the second one. That's what I see. Because there are just too many games. i just like Ascormila. Manchester United players are falling. Key players are kind of falling like flies. McDonald is out. Bogba is out. Those are two very key people. Um, are, I'm hearing Maguire is doubtful from the press conference um, because he had a hip injury or hip knock. We don't know. If Maguire is doubtful and Tuanzebe um, is still out with hamstring, if the man called <laughs> <Jones>. <laughs> the pink boots, <laughs> if the pink boots man goes Please, that central defense game. Oh, it could, it could be, it could be bloody. <laughs> so that's that's my thoughts. I think Man City goes through comfortably. That's those are my thoughts. Even though it's a derby, I think they go through comfortably. I don't think, um, I don't think the game tomorrow is a derby. Derby, it's a derby.
1: But I think uh, Manchester United beating um, City in the last game really rubbed some soap into City's eyes. So they're really, really hard for this game. But that being said, it's a derby, right? Yeah. It's it's that silly thing I just just thought about it and went, wait, guys have you know like beating teams nine three times in a derby, even though like want to win, is get beaten nine times in a row. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't really matter. It's uh, there's something about playing in your stadium, in your city, you know, that sometimes makes players play beyond extra so whoever controls their emotions the most will win that game.
0: Yeah, but since a two leg tie, I agree. Yeah, you know, since a two leg tie, I just see that City over two better. legs, the yeah. quality of City will come through. Well, that's that's what should, I should They should come through. One of it was one off game. I said Manchester can pull off, and that is in surprise, but over two legs, they will, their quality will come through. Um, Definitely,
1: I think it's a City less. Leic- this will be less than
0: um, City final Manchester. That would be a good final to watch. Yeah. I think it's a good, it'll be a good final. Hopefully, Leicester can win it. Um, so, the final part, we are introducing a new segment. Uh, since our podcast is actually called Footy Fantasy, we kind of thought that, hey, maybe we should have a part that talks about fantasy football, which is Fantasy Premier League. Um, so, we are introducing this. Ola will give us a new um, segment and where he's going to talk about players who is hot
2: and who is not hot currently in fantasy football picks. This is our fantasy football update. And today we're gonna give you a quick, quick chat about who's hot and who's not. Who's hot? Hot at the moment is Danny, Danny Hinks, Danny, Danny Hinks. Hinks is on fire for sure. He's single-handedly scored almost fifty percent of Southampton's goals this season, something like that. <laughs> but he's really good. He's keeping Southampton up, not instead of going south. And at this moment. His price is rising and with Hurricane blowing over in the storm and getting injured. It might be time to get in Danny Inks if you don't have him already to replace Hurricane. At this moment, Danny Ings is hot, hot, hot. And who's not? Who's not hot at the moment is Lord Lundstrom, the chef in the United defender. Who is actually a midfielder who millions of managers went chasing after early on in the season at this moment he's not hot because many people are selling him they're selling him getting ready and his price has actually dropped 0.1 million are those people selling him having trigger happy fingers hmm. we'll have to see because if you thought he was going to keep clean sheets against man city and liverpool then you should have you shouldn't have Shouldn't have at all. Shouldn't have thought it would have kept a clean sheet against Liverpool or Man City. So it might be advisable to hold on to Lundstrom at this moment and wait until Sheffield United's fixtures get better. So that's our quick summation of who's hot, Danny Ings, and who's not, Lundstrom. Advice for the week is get somebody in for Harry Kane if you don't have that. Danny Inks already. You can replace Alec Kane with one of the other hot strikers at the moment. And if you do have him, keep hold of Lundstrom. Enjoy. We've come to the end of our podcast. Uh, This
0: was fun. Uh, We added a new segment. Uh, Bucci, uh, thanks for coming. Uh, As always, co host. No my more pleasure. winter breaks for you, just FYI. <laughs> We're my playing pleasure, till man. the end of season every week. We'll my be pleasure. here. My pleasure. <laughs> no more breaks for you. I'll do
1: my best. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do my best. I will do my best. This is, this is a pleasure. And um, thank you all. Hope you all had a good holiday. And uh, I wish everyone a good 2020. And uh, one thing, please, please, please. This is not the beginning of a, num- of a canonical decade. 2021 is the beginning of a decade. That thing really annoys me when everyone says new decade. Please, 2020 sounds good, but the 20s start next year. <laughs> uh,
0: so, guys, you know as we always say, we're trying to make this a great product. Send us questions, comments, um, views, criticism, whatever. Constructive criticism, obviously. Um, also, find us on all our social media handle, Twitter. We're going to be more, we promise to be more active, we're committed to be more active this year. It's footiead, F-double-O-T-I-E, A-D fantasy on Twitter. Instagram is Fantasy footy. It's, Remember, it's remember double otie For that, on um, on all your podcast platforms, there's the footie fantasy. The footie fantasy is one word. f fantasy podcast. On, on Stitcher, on Apple podcast, on iTunes, on Facebook, Extra Footy Fantasy, or just Footy Fantasy, you can find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, it's active. Uh, we have a website also, it's footyfantasy.com. We will see one more articles this year. Um, we're committed to give you more content. As usual, if you find us on the Apple Podcast, leave us a five star rating. That's how we grow our podcast. That's how people can find us all over the world who listen to us everywhere. And we have people who listen to us all over the world in Africa, United States, and Europe. Um, Stay tuned, guys, and uh, keep following. Thank you. Thank you.